Hi, I'm Tony Wood, Community Lead for CEO Collaborative Forum, and let's hear CEO Reflects. Now, today we have um, Tim, Tim Ersinger, who's a CEO that's not a CEO. Tim, welcome. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? That's an interesting introduction. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Uh, pleasure to be here. So, CEO who's not a CEO. Um, I guess, in a nutshell, it is we are working in a more holocratic type of way. So, some people might have heard about holocracy, role based working, self management, these kind of things. So, to the outside world on LinkedIn, for example, I just say CEO because that's what people <laughs> kind of can relate to. And then, obviously, in a CEO collaboration forum, it's good to be a CEO. Um, but really, uh, we split responsibilities as decentralized decision-making for many things. So people don't report into me like in a more traditional setup, probably. So I'm not really a CEO in that sense. Oh, how interesting. So um, does that give you any challenges, not being a CEO when you kind of are a little bit of a CEO? <laughs> I can't talk. I'm community lead. So um, <laughs> I think we're both in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everything else, right? It gets it upsides and it's downsides as well. So this is what it is here as well. Sometimes I'm thinking, you know what? If I was the CEO, I could just make the decision, call the shots, and the other guys just do what I told them, right? That, that would be much easier than some of the other dynamics that we're having. Um, at the same time, I do believe that decentralized decision-making is good for uh, speed and efficiency in many ways. So we are a lot less bureaucratic. I don't have to sign off expenses. I don't have to sign off people's <laughs> salary even because it's self-set salaries. You know, so, so many things that I don't have to do. Um, but the challenge remains, which is, you know, how do we create uh, alignment and direction with all of the autonomy that we have. And I guess this is a typical CEO challenge, by the way, although many of these uh, colleagues in the forum uh, have a different setup. <laughs> no, and, and um, you've chosen a, a challenge from summer of 2021. That's just like um, like at the tail end or mid-COVID. I mean, is that, is, that, is that fair to say? Yes, exactly. I think it's one of the of the interesting ones actually because the first part of COVID is already over and then the kind of the second part not yet. So it was an interesting like halfway through COVID challenge. Love it. And it is how do I grow from two large clients to ten clients or large clients? Goodness. So that that's an ambitious um, ambitious challenge there. And so when you were prepping, what was your what were your thoughts for this challenge before you went? Um, into COCF process. Hmm. So um, 2019, so the last year before COVID, if you want to call it that, um, the first year BC, right? So this is what it is. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, 20, 2019 was a really successful year for us, uh, which, which was great. You know, business was going well. We've, we've just been growing a lot. And, and also 2020, first year of COVID, uh, was actually really, really successful. So 2019, 2020, we've almost doubled in size. So, you know, we've kind of all of a sudden been 15, 20 people when before we was like around 10. Um, and then obviously the challenge comes like for any other business, you know, how do we grow from these one, two bigger clients that we have that are the backbone of the growth that we are having and, and actually, you know, bring new business. How do we grow that and di diversify from a client perspective, make it a bit more, you know, stable, make it probably a bit less risky in a sense, because if one of the two big clients was running away for whatever reason or taking strategic decisions to not work with us or consultants generally, 
then where do you go? So that that was the challenge back then. And also we've we've gone through the hiring process. So we had a bigger team and you know, so there was this business development sales um, aspect of it obviously as well. So interesting. So I mean you, you went through the challenge, you presented your idea, you then had questions. And then you started getting the recommendation and observations. And in prep for this, there were just so many yeah. uh, recommendations. We, we spent quite a bit of time. In fact, we had to delay it once because there were so many different ones to choose from. So, I mean, how do you choose which recommendation you're going to pick out for this podcast? I mean... Yeah, and and actually, in fact, I mean, it's been one and a half years almost or a bit more than... than yeah, yeah, actually almost two years now. Um, so it was really interesting to go back to that challenge and just look at the recommendations again of, of what the what the people gave to me. So it was a good reminder in many ways. But yeah, um, always taking a ton of these back and, and then also back to the team, obviously, because we have this uh, strategy circle where we discuss some of the topics that that I get as an input there in, in, in the different collaboration forums. But really, it's... Um, and it's just helpful uh, to have these as kind of a library as well, because I can yeah. go back to these things and, you know, sometimes not the right timing. And the other thing that happens, which is which is super interesting, as I said, we have a bit of a different setup in the self-management uh, kind of idea, um, which many of the others don't have. So we are mm. living almost in this bubble, you know, in this agile self-management bubble. And it's really good to get viewpoints from outside the bubble. So, you know, same as for social media. If, if you're in your bubble, obviously you get uh, comments and statements that would re-emphasize what you already know. Now I get inputs from people who, to a large extent, run companies in a completely different way, who have much more experience in many of the topics. So this is, this is the huge benefit, of course. And then I just try to make sense of some of the comments, like some, some of that one specifically was, well, make sure that you incentivize the people in the right way. Right. So KPIs, variable pay, and all these kind of things. And we just don't have that. So we don't do that. Ah, so what, you know, right. be, simply because we don't have that typical performance management bonus kind of process. Got it. So getting that recommendation was really interesting. I think I got it three or four times for, for that channel from different people phrased slightly differently. It was all the same direction, like make sure you pay people and, you know, to get to that point. And then it's like, okay, how do I transfer that into my reality? It seems to be a pattern <laughs> that has worked for many of those. In fact, three or four of them, but we don't have it. So what? What do I do with it? So this this is always interesting as well. Okay, so th this was one of the first recommendations from Joe, and obviously we asked everybody um, who was in the challenge for their permission for these um, recommendations because normally it's a, a, a trust environment. <clears throat> so we had Joe. So what did Joe? What were Joe's Joe's point, and why did you pick these in particular? Um, first of all, because it's so complementary to what we would usually do, and you know, get from our bubble in a way. So Joe said, basically, highly incentivize people. Make sure you have an incentive plan, right? So yep. who, who works on what and how, how, how do you pay them in a way, right? Um, now, as I said before, we have self-set salaries. So that's a concept that's incredibly difficult to apply. And only creating that incentive plan for new business or for renewal was nothing we could easily do. So that was good. And then also uh, Joe was going into, well, maybe you should have something like a customer success manager. So if oh, you already okay. got a few of these clients, well, you know, how do you grow them from like small clients into large clients. So I think this right. was just really uh, two interesting aspects. And again, some of which is challenging because simply we don't have incentive plans most of the time. Ah, and his next was an, was an observation where he, he's saying, it does not surprise me that you need sales if you don't have an incentive plan. <laughs> Who wants to work much harder if they will get paid the same? Do you think that's fair? 
Well, I guess to an, to an extent it is, you know, um, and if you go a bit into the okay. cliche box, then then obviously salespeople are oftentimes these lone wolves who, you know, want to be out there hunting for the next mm -hmm. contract and everything. At the same time, you could go back and ask, well, if McGregor theory uh, says theory X and theory Y people, while X is, you know, you have to motivate Tony to get something done, or Y is Tony's naturally motivated if you provide the right environment, then our setup would be much more on the Y side. So people yes. are naturally motivated. I don't have to pay them to do that stuff. But then again, you know, why did it happen? Because obviously I brought the challenge after we've yeah. tried a few things. And this is the this is the important reflection, I think. Okay, okay. That that's that's really interesting. Then we'll, we'll go back to your reflections on what's happened since in the next year and a half in a moment um so next recommendation is um create an incentive plan for both new business and renewal percentage so again it's it's a lot of this is based around the incentive hmm. correct and and i think again it was just something that made us think as well and and i, I don't know if i jumped to conclusions here already but you know uh some of these things we obviously didn't do so, so we don't we, we didn't create incentive plans because it's just not part of the model. But then again, we did go back and say, okay, what's the percentage of new business we want? And what's the percentage of renewal business we want? Just as part of our sales KPIs, because just because we don't pay for the performance directly, doesn't mean we don't measure it. So in that sense, it was really helpful reflections or recommendations from, from Joe uh, that, that okay. helped us set some of this up. Okay. And then, and so you then move on to some, some thoughts from David. How would you summarize these points from David? Um, I think what was interesting from David was, first of all, broader context, like bigger yep. picture. So uh -huh. kind of David knows the industry. David has seen, I don't know how many of uh, similar companies. And it was like, well, you know, it's a typical challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is going through that. And is, yeah. is always that question, go be the, be the big one or be the special one, I think was an interesting observation that he had. Kind of a mix of observation recommendation kind of um i think also a good reminder from somebody like david who has like a million years of experience uh on well you know be proud of what you achieved already is a good problem to have is not a bad problem to have actually okay fair enough it's, it's not necessarily what what business owners would do i think and then um and then he was going back to well you know m maybe it's not the people maybe you don't have uh, the right pitch ready maybe you should uh -huh. work on, on on your usp and 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 elevator pitch and i think uh, this is obviously fair reflection and that's interesting and so so uh, i mean obviously you'd worked on the elevator pitch so what what would you say did you do differently um on this elevator pitch after this recommendation i think what was really interesting uh the actually the three months or something four month time frame before that uh, summer meeting, we yep. did work on the elevator pitch. So I thought, you know, elevator okay. pitch, I got ready. And then in the questions round, so before observations and recommendations, David asked me, well, Tim, what's your elevator pitch? And then right. kind of tested me on the spot. Yeah. Nice. And his, I mean, I think we, you know, there was a recommendation around develop your elevator pitch. I think the observation was, Tim, you don't have your act together kind of story, yeah. right? Oh, that's so harsh. This was, this was really good. <laughs> it, can, it can be quite, it can be quite harsh, can't it? I mean, it, it, you're, you're up there, you're in front of what, 10 to 12 people and, and, and it, and it really makes you realize whether you, you know, because nobody can have everything ready. Um, so how did that make you feel? So I personally think, so it, it might be a bit uncomfortable in that situation, of course, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to get told that you don't have your act together for, an, yeah. for something basic like an elevator pitch. Okay, fine. Yeah. But then again, you know, um, within the company, 
although it's self-managing, I'm still the owner, I'm still the founder of the company. So do you really get that feedback? And, and I think that's true for many of the other CEOs as well. You know, we, we just don't necessarily get that honest feedback there. And the other thing is, I actually, you know, being German, I am happy if people don't sugarcoat the stuff. It's just like David saying, Tim... <laughs> It's not ready. Go work on the bloody elevator pitch. Okay, <laughs> fine. Then I then I do that. Then I got some homework to do, and and here we go. Right? It's good. You're you're braver than me. I prefer none of the sugar coating. <laughs> so, did you get any sugar coating from Load? Did did he give you anything at all? Well, Lord, generally speaking, is a nice guy. Of course, I mean, David, David is as well, but but Lord, especially, is a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Lord's a little bit nicer, isn't he, than David? Let's just work oh, yeah, out totally. who's nicer than who. You are oh, not yeah. going to get in trouble for that. You are not no, going to no, live no. that down. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so Lord, Lord basically said, look, similar business that 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 he runs, uh, the struggle and disappointment will will continue. So you know, thanks for that. <laughs> it's not Happy necessarily days. the most optimistic world worldview, but at least you know is is something that that was like okay again is normal as part of that phase as well. And uh, even if you get through it, it doesn't mean it's completely going away. And and he could base it on some of these um, experiences that he has made with 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 his company, where he said, look, for these big companies based on trust, this is a bit of a special niche kind of. Uh, expertise that you have and references which also means it just takes time and the clear recommendation was focus on quality and you know start sharing it online so people are actually aware but you know maybe a few webinars here and there try to generate those leads and then kind of be a bit patient with the thought leadership uh, thing to happen and that that was actually really good advice because we were not really strong on the whole social media side we were also not okay. super strong on sharing content or use cases or you know success stories simply because of you know up to 2019 2020 was going linear or exponential upwards anyway so why would you okay. spend time on that <clears throat> stuff so it's, it's actually a good uh, good suggestion there. it's quite interesting isn't it when when you do hit growth and things are running really really well sometimes you don't develop other areas of the business because you never had to exactly. so and why would you spend time on things which you know aren't going to be useful but it, it's about broadening out that environment isn't it broadening out your business and getting that feedback okay and so um lucy gave you some really interesting about create a script for lead generation i like that so what what did that how did um how did that hit home yeah, so I, I I do enjoy you know the broader views that, for example, David brought in uh, just to yep. you know keep a bit of a bigger picture. But it's also really helpful to get just you know this is something I can do tomorrow kind of stuff, really actionable, really tangible stuff. So, and Lucy's obviously really good with that, so I always appreciate yep. that. And and she's just created something like that for for her own company, of course. Where it's like, okay, how do we generate more leads? Mm -hmm without being her as a CEO involved. And, and it's yeah. a similar question for me, obviously, right? Okay. Yes, the challenge was how do we grow from two to 10 big clients, but it's related to, well, if we could do that a bit more, you know, decentralized, and that's always Tim has to develop these other eight big clients, but then obviously <laughs> it would be easier, right? So this, this script for lead generation was, was a super helpful idea. And with that, obviously, you can get other people in, in, involved in the lead generation process. Okay, and, and so so that again, it, it's getting these these nuggets of of gold and information that that sometimes you just don't get or you don't get presented in such a way. And and so we got the last one here from Deep. Um, what was that? Yeah, so Deep, uh, I don't know, it was observation recommendation kind of mix yeah. in a way where he <laughs> said, um, you know, that, that we were really excited about this teal concept, so holacracy, mm -hmm. teal kind of self-managing, self-organization concept. Um, but we were not 
really talking about the result. So we're not really talking about the ah. value that the client actually gets. Right? So what is the impact we are creating for the client, for example, with transformation services or whatever? Because the transformation service is nice, but it's basically just a tool or the process. So why would the client do that? What's the impact? What's the end result? And I think, you know, deep obviously being in, in that service industry also forever, uh, it's just really helpful to say, well, we should probably reframe some of our well, website, uh, sales slides, you name it. So that was really helpful. Okay, so so we have a broad layer of 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 comments um, all over it. So from all of that, what were your discoveries or rediscoveries? Um, what did you take away? I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what. What are you gonna? What did you? What did you learn from this? Yeah. So first of all, I I think no matter what kind of actions you take, you always learn a ton of these yeah. challenges. Um, simply because in, what is it, observations, recommendations, like 20 minutes, you, you get a million inputs. Yeah. And first of all, I mean, I've done that company back in the days, it was five years now, it's seven years, I've done consultancy before, so I knew the area. But then again, is also what did other people try in other areas and in other industries is really interesting. And then obviously, you know, Lucy is good with people while I'm, you know, the least empathetic guy on earth. So, you know, it is actually oh. good complementary inputs. So this is really helpful. And and for, for this specific one, um, I mean, I said before this whole Joe was really big on the incentive plan, but there was three other people, I think, as well, who mentioned it. So we really had a look into that. So that was a good discovery. We, we did look into should we hire something like a, like in you know, sales executive, customer success manager, something like that as well. And, and you know, for small or still relatively small company, does that make sense? We, we wouldn't have looked into that for sure. So that was really, really helpful, I think. And then uh, just really these different perspectives, uh, because I think it's, it's not necessarily, you know, you, you get inputs from 10, 12 people who are all going the same direction. It's actually quite diverse. And this is, this is really helpful. How would different people approach it differently? And, um, you know, what is my way of approaching it then? So this transfer into our situation is is just really really good, I think. Cool. And so 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 you had that um, a year and a half ago, and now we're you know we're a year and a half forward in 2023. When you look back on that challenge and you go, okay, so I've, I'm looking back on it, I'm 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 seeing it now. What do you think was the long term value of that challenge? So I think uh, two parts that have been especially valuable. One, I've shared it with what we call the strategy circle. There's four or five people who we discuss a bit of strategy. We did change KPIs. So based on Joe's uh, inputs, so we didn't create an incentive plan because we don't do that stuff, but we did change KPIs, right? And and what was, was really surprising, and that's maybe the other feedback to Joe that I should provide some point in time, is it's actually not so much about what do you pay them, but am I clear on the objective that we're having? Huh? Is everyone clear on what we are trying to do? And the answer is probably they weren't. And now it's like uh, one and a half, two years later. We we actually have uh, five, six big clients now. Hey, so, so this is so you know it, it did work some way. So either, either it was magic or because of Joe's inputs or the other inputs as well. I don't. I'll know, put it you know. down to the challenge and CICF myself, Tim. Totally. Um. totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh uh, no! So, so you actually, so, so you got six, six large clients. Exactly. So we we are we're much more di diversified now from a client base. Wow. We've we've actually been able to acquire uh, quite some of these big new clients as well. And now, obviously, you know that the, the next challenge will be how how do you sustain that? 
how do you grow it to the 10 that was the ambition before? Because as I said, you know, there was a bit high ambition. But I think for the last one and a half, two years, growing it to six big clients is actually is already really, really successful. And now we're thinking about how to go the next step. I, I actually did go back uh, earlier this year um, on, on this uh, challenge on, well, should we hire a sales executive person that also came up and was one of the discoveries actually back then. And we decided not to do that simply because okay. of, you know, the, the investment that it would have meant for us. And we were anyway, you know, going with more clarity, I guess. So now we are coming back to that point one and a half, two years later, which is also interesting and actually pinged Lucy again and say, hey, Lucy, how do we do that? Because it's your business and, you know, you, you know how, how, to, how to properly hire people in a way. So it's, it's also interesting how these things uh, tend to come back in a way. Uh, it's really, really interesting. And obviously, you know, the, the life sciences team did such an incredible amount of work over that period as well. Um, so I, I think it's, um, what's your final, for anyone who's watching this and they're a CEO, leader of a company, um, based on growing from, say, two large clients to 10, what one piece of um, or one recommendation would you give them? I, I think one part, and this is obviously part of the COCF concept as well, is uh, it's good to have dedicated time to yeah. think that stuff through. Right? Because I, I at least have a tendency, and I think many of us as CEOs have that tendency, you never have time, you never take time for these bigger questions. So it's actually good to just think it through properly. Okay. Um, and, and also, um, really, I mean, there's reasons why, why companies have been run in certain ways. It doesn't mean I necessarily like an incentive plan, but what what is what is behind the tool in a way so i think reflecting on whatever tool you have it doesn't need to be an incentive plan of course but really just think about okay why do people have incentive plans what was the whole goal behind it is it because tony's lazy and we need to motivate him or is, is there other things right oh sorry tony no but, but this is this is this is really the, the helpful stuff for me and, and and again i think just to also i mean you you obviously get colorblind in a way if you run your own company and you know you've, you're doing things like you always do them of course in a way so, so this is just this is the value i think oh that's really good advice tim thank you so so much i know you're incredibly busy um and you've made your time for us today i really appreciate it thank you very much um tim Mersinger or ceo reflex thank you pleasure